This is Wrestling Nostalgia with Dave Dynasty. Greetings wrestling fans and welcome to Wrestling Nostalgia. I am your host Dave Dynasty and thank you for coming back to us. We are officially back in business. We are now uh, going to release new episodes bi-weekly. Every other week you will get a new episode of Wrestling Nostalgia. Uh, I know the wait's been a while. I know things have been hectic. We put out the 200th episode and then it was radio silence for a while. Uh, but things are in order. Things are in line. We are good. We are back. Like I said, a bi-weekly format coming up for you. Uh, we got a good show today. We've got Brad Drake, the executive director of the uh, Wrestling Fans International Association, is on uh, to talk to us about that group. But before we get to that, let's uh, let's talk about a little business and, uh, and some other things happening uh, in the world of wrestling and in the world of Dave Dynasty. Uh, about a month, month and a half ago, I was on Bob Smith's Outdated Wrestling Hour podcast. Uh, it was a fun talk. It was great talking uh, to Bob. He uh, He's a big fan of the Bruiser Bedlam stuff that I've been putting out there and, and, and the stuff I talk about. Uh, so go check his podcast. He has a really, really great podcast. Uh, some great guests, great conversations, uh, a great mindset uh, and approach to the, the discussions on pro wrestling. So go check him out. Again, that is the Outdated Wrestling Hour. Now, coming up in a week or two, uh, or maybe a little more, I don't know the exact schedule on the release, I will be on Nate Maxson's We Can't Wrestle podcast. We have recorded that interview. Uh, it is Nate's 200th episode, so congratulations, Nate, on that. And uh, But yeah, so look for that coming up if you want to hear me talk even more. Uh, that uh, that uh, podcast is called We Can't Wrestle. Uh, you can find that on any platform, so subscribe to it and watch me coming up on that 200th episode. Uh, and last month, I went uh, to my first independent wrestling show in a while. I went to the uh, Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling Show in Nashville, North Carolina, which is uh, very close to where I live, and I had a good time. It was a small show. It was, uh, you know, not over the top and spectacular, but it had that, it was in an armory, but it had that nice, uh, that that nice independent feel, something that I've really missed, and uh, and, and I've missed seeing uh, live wrestling, even at that level, right? Even, and I'm, I'm not knocking them, but I'm just saying even at a small independent level, I have missed seeing live professional wrestling. Uh, very much enjoyed it. So then uh, I will be back at their next show uh, as a fan. Again, it's Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling, and their next show is Battle for the Belt. It's August 12th in Nashville, North Carolina. So if you happen to be anywhere near the area and, and come by there, uh, I'll be there. I'll be watching uh, just as a fan, like I said. So if you're there, happen to be there or be around there, uh, come in. If you see me, say hi. Tell me you listen to the show, uh, and, uh, and you know we can chat, shake hands, all that good jazz. Uh, recently I've also received some review copies of the Todd is God book, which is written uh, by Sean Oliver and Todd Gordon. Uh, the release date on that book is July 25th. So that's coming up very, very soon. And then I also received a copy of the last real world champion, the legacy of Ric Flair by Tim Hornbaker. Uh, the street date release date on that is September 13th. Uh, I received review copies of both those. I have read about two thirds of the Todd is God book. Very much enjoying that. Uh, once I complete that, I will be diving into the Hornbaker's Ric Flair book. Uh, fingers crossed, I really hope to have both those guys on in the very near future to discuss these books uh, and to help them plug uh, the upcoming releases of those. So so watch for that coming up again. Uh, both those books I, I highly recommend. Uh, the Todd Gordon book is, is fun. A lot of great stories there, especially if you're an ECW fan. And uh, while I haven't got into the Tim Hornbaker book, uh, I've read all of his other books. He is an ex outstanding author. Uh, an outstanding researcher of professional wrestling. 
Uh, and I have no doubt that this book will be the same. Now, like I said, coming up later in the show, we have an interview with Brad Drake. He is the executive director of the WFIA. Now, I, and, uh, in the effort of complete transparency, uh, at the end of this interview, uh, after we stopped recording, uh, you will not hear it. But afterwards, when, when Brad and I were just chatting a little bit, he did say that him uh, and the other board members on the WFIA had you know, been in talks. There was an opening on the board. Uh, and they did invite me to come uh, and be on the board of directors of the WFIA. I did accept that offer, so I am now officially a board member. And I'm very excited. I'm very excited to work with the group, work with Brad, work with all the other members of the board, uh, other committee members and everything else. Uh, there's a lot of bright things in the future for that group. You'll hear all about them from Brad himself in this interview. Uh, but in the efforts, like I said, of complete transparency, I do want you all to know that as of now, I am a member of that board. Uh, I was not... <laughs> at the point of conducting this interview with Brad, uh, once it was concluded, it, that happened. But uh, just wanted to let everybody know, support the WFIA. Uh, he, Brad will give you all the contact information in that interview. So let's go ahead. Uh, like I said, we are back. I'm excited. I'm excited to get to this interview. So let's take a quick pause here. And when we come back, we will have the interview with Brad Drake, Executive Director of the WFIA. If you like horror movies, be sure to check out Dave Dynasty and Ike Isaacs on the Listen to Their Screams Horror Podcast. It is available on all podcast platforms and on social media at Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams. All right, we're back here on Wrestling Nostalgia. I'm your host, Dave Dynasty, and I'm joined by Brad Drake, the executive director of the Wrestling Fans International Association. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Dave. Thank you very much for having me. I am a big fan of you and what you do for pro wrestling, so I'm very excited to be here. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I'm a fan of uh, the WFIA, and uh, I remember the WFIA Oh, from the original run. Uh, when I was young, it was just the tail end of it, but there for about a year, I was a member. Uh, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Tell us, before we get uh, into the WFIA, tell us a little bit about your background with pro wrestling and and how you came to uh, become a fan is it's everything. Oh, I've I've got an interesting story, just like everybody else when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> uh, I grew up, you know, in the in the 80s, and I grew up in a suburb of Chicago. Okay. And I was a family that had cable television early on. All uh, right. So I had access, and it was wonderful. We <laughs> had all the WWF shows. Uh, we had, I can remember the world-class run that we got on Sports Channel, I believe it was. Uh, I can remember catching, obviously, Jim Crockett Promotions on TBS. And then, of course, we had access to ESPN, and we were getting the AWA shows. And additionally, one of the Chicago stations, I can't remember which one it was, was also picking up All-Star Wrestling, which was the syndication of the AWA. So we were very lucky, my, my brothers and I, to have access to all this great wrestling. And, of course, you know, when you're a four- or five-year-old kid, you watch the great production values of the WWF, and then you see, <laughs> then you see world-class, and you go, what is going on down there? You know? And then, <laughs> yeah. then years later, you know, 20 years later, you watch, and you go, boy, they had some magic going on down there despite, uh, you know, the inferior production. So, but that's what McMahon wanted, right? That's how he took over the world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I was very interested, you know, always liked pro wrestling. Uh, like most kids, I think I started drifting away 
after about uh, WrestleMania six or WrestleMania seven. So the early nineties, I was very, very involved with athletics myself. I was a amateur wrestler, you know, just doing normal kid stuff growing up. Yeah. And then I got involved, uh, got right, right back sucked into it when the whole NWO thing kicked off there in the mid nineties. And of course, you know, when I was in high school, that was, that was all the rage. And, uh, then I got really involved watching, uh, you know, the tape trading and I got mm-hmm. involved watching the Japanese stuff and all Japan to this day is still my favorite. I think 1980 to 2000 Japanese wrestling in general might be the best wrestling there ever was, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah. The eighties were a great time. It was, it felt like you could every night of the week, you could watch something and it was a different promotion. It wasn't like now, you know, where you're watching hours of the same stuff. It was, yeah, all the different promotions. We, where I lived, we didn't get cable. We were a little rural, but we got, uh, we had very early on had one of those huge satellite dishes in our backyard that would move and and everything else. So, uh, yeah, we were getting all that stuff. Uh, and I remember perusing through that thing and and coming across Lucha Libre on one of the Spanish, you know, stations and thought, whoa, what is this? Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a wild time to discover all this stuff and to become a fan. There was so, there was so much out there, so much good stuff. Yes, it was it was terrific. So on your on your satellite dish, I've heard stories with people picking up stuff across the country at certain times of the night yeah. on those satellites. So were you I'm not exactly sure where you were growing up, Dave, but were you getting like the New York broadcasts and like the Memphis broadcasts and stuff like that, too? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Indiana. So okay. I was getting uh, just on network. I was getting uh, the stuff out of Louisville. So I was getting the Memphis, the Memphis, uh, you know, tapes out of Louisville, the show out of yeah, Louisville. Yeah. And then, uh, then I was getting what was left of the Bruiser stuff out of Indianapolis, all the WWE, the, you know, and then the, of course, the NWA stuff. But yeah, on the dish, I was getting Lucha Libre, uh, and, you know, and, and everything else. Um, but uh, so yeah, we were. Uh, it was wild. Yeah, it was it's the stuff we were picking up. Um, we could get, uh, you know, we could get the Madison Square Garden Network, the. Uh, the what or the Spectrum Network or whatever those were called, where we got the the, the image, you know, the Madison Square Garden shows for WWF, and then the the Spectrum shows out of Philadelphia for the WWF, and then later on the tail end, right before we got cable, we still had the dish going, and that's when I ended up discovering ECW on it. We were still we were still on it from that. Uh, we still didn't have cable at that time even, because where we lived. But um, but yeah, I was I was able to watch the Garden and Spectrum shows for WWF because we got to pick those network up, uh, networks up on the on the satellite, so it was pretty wild. That stuff is so cool, too. And a lot of people don't realize, like, not only did the WWF have their five weekly shows that was syndication and what was on USA, but they also had deals with all the regional networks. Yeah. You know, like Spectrum Wrestling. Then they had something going in L.A. on Z Channel. They had uh, uh, MSG Network. It was it was unreal how much wrestling there really was out there. And it was, you know, everybody had their own flavor. And it was just it was a great time. To be a fan during that time period, I thought the 90s was great. You just mentioned ECW. Everybody was crazy over ECW. Yeah. (laughs) I used to get it on, I don't remember what channel in Chicago, you know, like 2 o'clock in the morning or something. I would record it. I'm like, these guys are nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it was so different. Yeah, I love it. I always always like that uh, kind of that gritty feel, you know, that edgy feel where that, you know, it was was perfect timing with, you know, with their their anti-establishment feel, their grunge feel. I mean, it fit the times. It was it was it was magic in a bottle. It was um, it was something else. I mean, it was just it was so much fun to watch. And here I am, you know, 20 moving on 30 years later. And I'm like, my goodness, I, I worry about those guys, spinal health and everything else yeah. all these years later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And uh, like I said, part of it growing up through that, you know, we, we were getting all the magazines and everything else. And I remember yes. in, uh, in the magazines, you know, I was pretty young. My grandma was a wrestling fan, so I was I was hooked on it early because of her. But I remember in the magazine seeing ads for the WFIA back in the early 80s. And uh, and she she got me a membership one year. And I, I, you know, I wasn't involved. I didn't go to any conventions or anything like that. I don't even, I'm not even sure if they were still running the conventions at that point. Uh, but, you know, they you know, I had at that time the little the membership card and the, whatever the newsletters they were sending there. Uh, which, you know, like I said, the WFIA ran through the 70s, early 80s. But how how did the idea come up then, you know, now in the modern time to re- to revive the group and to bring it into the modern day? Well, I listen to a lot of nostalgic podcasts, classic wrestling podcasts. I listen to like seven or eight a week. And then I always have YouTube going in the background and it picks stuff up. And, you know, I kept hearing a lot of people like Jim Cornette and several others. You know, they kept bringing up WFIA, you know, Wrestling Fans International Association. And I noticed that there there really isn't a whole lot on the Internet about it outside of some YouTube stuff that Dave Brzezinski did. And then, of course, what you hear on podcasts and shows and stuff like that. So I kind of made a concentrated effort to start looking into it. I, I, I was wondering if it still existed, you know, because it seemed like such a great concept. and. So I got to learn a lot about uh, Don Wilson and just the unbelievable thing he pulled off in the kayfabe era. And if you look back on it, it's I mean, this is the late 60s. He's starting this where wrestling was as closed as could, as could possibly be. Yeah. And he brought this back or, or, or built this and turned it into really an international phenomenon. I mean, they're getting thousands of people showing up to to annual conferences and stuff like that. So I thought to myself, you know what? This day and age, nostalgia is king. People like you and I would probably rather watch old wrestling than new wrestling. How great would it be to bring back a classic organization like this? So the first thing I did was I, I searched on the uh, patented trademark office, and I, I wondered, you know, does somebody still own the trademark? And it turned out that the trademark had expired in like 2006. So I filed for the trademark and I, I picked up the trademark under my my name and my private company's name. And I said, you know what? I'm going to relaunch the WFIA, even if it's just a simple Facebook group. You know, it was such a cool concept and such a cool thing that existed that it deserves a whole new life. So that's how it got going, Dave. Cool. And uh, so why do you then why do you feel? I mean, you talked about, but why do you feel it is important to have something like that now available to current fans? You, you know, you that the product's so different, uh, the modern product. But like you said, nostalgia is a you know a very hot commodity nowadays. So, but why do you feel that it, you know something like this can succeed and is important to have around for fans now? Well, wrestling fans nowadays, as I'm sure you know and everybody else knows, they like to fight. They're very divisive. <laughs> you know, you you belong you belong to these groups online and and 90% of it is just complaining and one side hating the other. So, you know, an organization like the WFIA that everybody got together, everybody enjoyed their own thing, but you know, they would put together these, these conventions and have these conferences and they would have annual awards. And I'm sure back then you had people that hated each other's territories and stuff like that, but they still got together and they still worked together and they did a really cool thing with the organization. So to me, it's an important part of bridging the past with the present and to try to unify 
wrestling fans because you know statistics show that millions less people are watching pro wrestling today than they were just 20 years ago and tens of millions less people are watching wrestling than you know 30 years ago going on 40 years ago now so it's kind of up to us as wrestling fans to try to promote this thing and keep it alive and and help a whole new generation learn about the stuff that you and I jo- enjoyed 30 years ago you know on top of showing support for what's out there you know maybe there's fans that there's something out there that they'd really enjoy but they haven't watched wrestling in 20 years you know maybe maybe a WFIA membership can open their eye up to something like that and get them involved and get them interested again yeah yeah and so um I, that that you keyed on a kind of a, a neat thing there how i mean how do you approach that combining the respect for the history of pro wrestling with the inclusion of the current product which you know some it's there's a big vast difference how i mean how do you approach that to, to meld the two to to find something that maybe uh that can hit on a lot of people well i i think you know personally i'm i'm a pretty good example uh i don't care much for modern wrestling uh if i watch most modern wrestling matches now sequentially and everything else they they just don't make much sense it doesn't look like a simulated struggle or a simulated fight anymore and it's probably 70 75 percent of the current product that's the way i feel about it but there are people like brian danielson there are people like ftr there are people like cm punk there's a whole other world in japan and australia and places like that that you can look to and you can find what you like and still enjoy it. And a big part of the, the, the resurgence in the WFIA is not only do we share videos on our Facebook page where people are getting exposure to stuff they've never seen. You know, I just shared a Timothy Thatcher video a few days ago on the group, and a lot of these older people go, wow, that's wrestling. Yep. And it is. And Timothy Thatcher's out there and he's active and he's great. You know, and the other thing is, is our publication, Wrestling Fan News, uh, it's a complete melting pot of new and old. And I think it's giving people exposure to something that they otherwise may not look at, but they may trust other WFIA members and say, hey, maybe this is pretty good. And maybe this is something I got to give a shot. Yeah. So how, how's the response been so far now that you're back out there and, and doing this? How, how have fans responded? Uh, the WFIA has been very successful. Uh, it's it's gotten a lot bigger, a lot quicker than I thought it would. I figured this would probably be a three to five year thing to get to the numbers that we're already at. But it's it's at first we, we had a very negative reaction. Uh, a lot of the old guard was not happy that somebody <laughs> had their logo from the 60s and 70s and 80s. And who's this guy and what the hell is he doing with it, you know, type of thing. So what I did was when I was getting... Uh, some of those negative confrontations, I would reach out to these folks through messenger and say, Hey, can we, can we talk on the phone? You know, can I give you my number? Can you, can you give me yours? You know, you got about 20 or 30 minutes that we can talk. And all of those people that I reached out to, we had wonderful conversations and I explained to them, I'm not trying to, the new WFI is not trying to tarnish or hijack or take advantage of any of the great accomplishments that you had in the past and you know what the the great organization accomplished what we're trying to do is revive all that we want people to know about the past and the great things that WFIA accomplished and we want to continue doing it and we want your help to do it 
and it's been great. The, the buy-in from the old guard has been terrific. It's been a very positive environment. And like I said, things have gone a lot bigger and a lot quicker than I imagined. And we've got a nice, fun community going right now. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the, the old guards, some of the old guys. How how important? I mean, there's guys like, you know, I know that are kind of involved now, like Tom Burke, Dave Brzezinski, George Shire, a lot of guys like this. I mean, so you, you, you mentioned reaching out to them, bridging that gap, talking to them, uh, trying to explain what, what your purpose is, what your goals are. How, how important was it? And was this in kind of uh, your mission statement, so to speak, for lack of a better term, to, to have some of these guys from the original uh, maybe you know, be involved, uh, give some insight, give some input to help kind of bridge that old to new and give some of that flavor and that connected uh, to the past, to the history of the WFI. How important was that to you? To me, that's probably the most important thing because I wanted the new to feel as much as the original as possible. Uh, hence why our publications look very similar as to one you would read in the 70s or 80s. It was, they had such a good thing going back then and such a special thing that I wanted to recapture that feeling and getting the chance to talk to Tom Burke. I, I had about two or three conversations with Tom Burke. We talked for a few hours. Tom Burke is just a wonderful human being. Yeah. And it just uh, the knowledge that he has on pro wrestling of the history and the people and the connections. He's just, he's a wonderful man. I thoroughly enjoyed talking with him every minute. He helped me so much with so much information and he actually sent me in the mail a 1969 copy of Wrestling Fan News that he had. And it's old school, typed with a typewriter, Dave. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Yeah. And so he just, he really taught me a lot about how uh, the old WFA was run. I had a lot of questions for him. He appreciated the questions. And it was it was just great getting to learn from him. And immediately I asked him, I said, Tom, please, would you be on the board with us? He said, ah, I don't want to be on the board, but I'll be a special advisor. I said, <laughs> I said great and uh, wonderful. Same thing with Dave Brzezinski, uh, Supermouth, getting the chance to talk with, uh, with Dave. And again, he's given me so much insight and so much information into how the old WFIA was run. And when we have our monthly meetings, Dave's almost always with them. And he's just happy to be there and, and, and happy to, to give us information and, and tell us how things were, were done. And it's, it's terrific. These people had like the time of their lives in the 60s and 70s with the WFIA, traveling these conventions and meeting all these people and, and being with all these wrestlers and forming these lifelong bonds. And you, you can see like the fire in their eye when they start talking about yeah. WFIA. You can hear the passion in their voice when they start talking about it. It really meant something to them. And we've brought it back. And I think it means something again. And George Shire is another person that's just a wonderful human being. And I enjoy every chance I get to uh, to chat with George because he's just another one that's just an endless just knowledge of, of wrestling and, and the past. And he's terrific. And he's another one that you know, he told me flat out, he goes, I was hesitant to get involved with the WFIA because I was concerned about what the intentions were. And then, you know, when he and I got the chance to talk, he was he launched through his support and launched the support with us. And it's been wonderful having those those three men with us. And there's lots of others. We got about a dozen 
our original WFIA members that are involved and it's been fun communicating with them and emailing and uh, it's it's just a great great situation we have going on right now with the with the merge of the old and the new. Yeah, yeah. When I came across and I saw that you know you, it, it was back, uh, I was excited, right? Because I thought, oh, this is you know this is a cool thing. You're, like I said, I, nostalgia plays up on me really big. And uh, and when I saw that, it, you know, it sparked that, right? It sparked some of that that feeling, uh, you know, as as a kid and being a wrestling fan. And and I was very excited. And then you know as I you know watched more of the development and seen some of this stuff. And, and like you said, seeing some of these guys that are that are a part of it, or at least advising you somewhat, uh, made me even even more excited because I, I know all these guys and love all these guys, and uh, I, I just you know I love their stories, love their insight, love their history, and uh, it, it, that makes me you know very excited. Uh, and everything I've seen so far has been just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I, to me, it's it's important, right? It's it's something that I, I think we that we need in wrestling now because, like you said earlier everything's so divisive anymore and even wrestling and, and there's not a mentality of well, like what you want to like and just don't worry about the rest. It's a, it's, there's always an argument where everybody feels like they have to pick sides. And and I feel like something like this is more of a, uh, you know, just, just enjoy whatever you want, whatever approach you have to wrestling, whether it's the modern product, whether it's the old product, whether it's both, whether it's just parts of some, just, just enjoy pro wrestling and whatever approach you have and, and just be a fan and I feel like something like the WFIA and, and how you've approached it and done it, I think it's uh, it's been very integral to that. And uh, and I like that you, you seem to be kind of waving the flag for that. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, you know, wrestling is for everybody, and so is the WFIA. Uh, we have something for everyone, and we want everyone involved. And, of course, it's it's free to join. It's You'll get a free uh, digital subscription to our bi-monthly publication called wrestling fan news and it's it's just there's something for everyone and it's time for us to stop fighting and just join together and try to preserve pro wrestling and, and keep it going i agree i agree wholeheartedly that's that's my thing there's there's lots about the modern pro wrestling product that i don't like and i just don't worry about it right i just i don't watch it i skip over it i you know i focus on the things i like um and that's, you know, I, I wish more people, you know, took that approach. And I, I mean, as you move forward and you say, you know, you're having monthly meetings, you're doing these things, you're putting out your publications, you're, you have an online presence. What, what are some of your goals for the WFIA going into the future? We are definitely organized. We are 100 percent organized. We have established committees. Uh, we have established meetings per month. Of course, it's just like anything else. You know, when you start out, everything is super exciting. It's new. As time goes on, you know, I don't want to say it becomes like a job, but it's it's a regular part of your life and you have to try to keep the interest flowing. So one of our big goals is we want to bring back a convention. And obviously, you know, 2023 is way too soon for something like that. We're looking at 2024 for a convention. Uh, we've had some ideas thrown around of maybe doing a virtual convention or partnering up with an independent promotion somewhere to do a convention. But I have a feeling that in some way, shape, or form in 2024, we will have uh, the first WFIA convention in probably around 30 years or a little bit little bit longer than that. So that is our main goal. Uh, we've already fired on all cylinders of our goal of getting basic membership involved, getting old WFIA members involved. We've accomplished our goal with releasing the publication Wrestling Fan News. That was a big one. Any group or organization always has to have an organ 
and Wrestling Fan News was an important organ for the WFIA. And I'm very excited and very proud of that publication that we brought back. And I think it's going to continue to get better as each issue comes out. So the, you know, the goals we touched on, you know, some of the goals right there and what we've accomplished already. And of course our goals are continue growing. We want to bring in new and old fans alike. We want to continue to improve our community. And most importantly, we just want to have fun with pro wrestling. However you define or anybody defines their fun with pro wrestling, the WFIA wants you to enjoy pro wrestling together and with us. Yeah, that was, I mean, I'm very excited by that. The, uh, the, the possibility of a convention, whether it be virtual or, or an actual or both, or, you know, one leading to the other or whatever it may be. Uh, and the thoughts of, you know, some of the guys that you have involved, you know, being able to, to speak, do a panel or tell stories or just, you know, sit at a table and kind of hold court or whatever it may be is, is, is pretty exciting. I know the WFI always, you know, used to always would partner with some of the territories and the promotions, you know, and hold their conventions and conjunctions and there'd be convention only cards. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's exciting. There's a lot of possibilities there. Um, but Brad, thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm, like I said, I was very excited when I saw the WFI. I'm very excited by some of the things you said and some of the prospects for the future. Uh, some of the listeners, if this is the first time that they're becoming aware of the WFIA or the, the fact that the WFIA is back, uh, how can they find you guys online and, and become involved or maybe become a member? You can find us on Facebook. We have uh, quite the Facebook presence going right now. You can just type in Wrestling Fans International Association. You'll see that uh, distinguished logo pop up. Click on it. Join. Say hi. You know, uh, to become a member, you actually have to register and you can do that by going to our website, which is the WFIA.org. That's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org. And on there, you'll find all the information for the organization, everything that's upcoming. You'll find a lot of information about the past. You will even find how you can join. And remember, it's 100% free to join, and it'll get you an automatic digital subscription to our bi-monthly publication, Wrestling Fan News. Also, for those of you that are totally old school, if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out. Give me a call, 815-290-9087. I may not answer. It might take me a couple days to get back to you, but I promise I will get back to you if you call. There you go. There's all the all the ways. I'll put those links in the show notes, so if anybody's listening and, and wants to check it out, just go to those show notes, click on them, and it'll take you right there. And uh, like I said, you know, Brad, Brad mentioned it's it's free. Uh, to get a digital subscription. So you have nothing to lose to give it a shot. Uh, give it a try. Um, I, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Brad, thanks for coming on. Thanks for all you're doing uh, for pro wrestling uh, as a fan and supporting and, and helping us fans and, and everything you're doing with the WFIA. Like I said, I think it's a very, I think it's a very important thing to have uh, to help bridge that gap uh, with the, the nostalgic and the old school and, and the modern day and to help kind of, you know, get that, that melting pot there. And let's get, get some elements of both. Uh, mixed up in the soup and, and, and let everybody enjoy pro wrestling. So thanks for all that you're doing. Thanks for coming on and sharing that with us. And uh, like I said, all the listeners should go out and check that out. Uh, but uh, thanks, thanks Brad for coming on the show and telling us about it all. I appreciate it, Dave. And anytime you want to talk again or have me on about anything, I'd be more than happy to participate. I think you're great. And I appreciate what you do for wrestling. Well, I appreciate it, Brad. Thank you very much. So uh, yeah, like I said, uh, thanks for that. Everybody stick around. And uh, when we come back, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll close the show out. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Fans International Association is back. That's right, the premier fan club association of the 1970s and 1980s has been revived and is back in business. Join today. It's free at the WFIA.org. That's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org. You can also join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups slash WFIA 1969. All right, and there you have it, our interview with Brad Drake from the Wrestling Fans International Association, and uh, a organization, as I told you, I am now happy to uh, sit on the board of, go check them out uh, and, and join the group, right? It's free of charge to join and get that digital newsletter every other month. It's it's great. Support pro wrestling, support positive uh, approaches to pro wrestling, uh, approach a quality approach to pro wrestling, uh, and go check them out and join the group, the WFIA. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, you can find them online, all the details Brad mentioned, and you can find some links in the show notes for that. Uh, make sure wherever you're listening to this, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, uh, that you subscribe to us. Make sure you share the episode, make sure you give us a rating and review, and, and uh, help us spread the word, right? Help us network out. Uh, word of mouth is our best tool for growing the podcast and continuing to grow the listenership and the following we have. If you do those rating and reviews on the podcast applications, uh, the podcast platforms, those help us with those algorithms and help us when people listen to other wrestling podcasts for us to come up as a suggested subscription for them. So it helps us out tremendously. And it also helps if you follow us on social media, uh, check out all of our posts there, help share those things. We put a lot of good stuff up there. Uh, there's pictures, there's dates, there's memories, there's historical facts, video clips, all kinds of things I put out on social media. Uh, you can check out the show itself. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, all you have to do is look up Rassle Nostalgia, R-A-S-S-L-E, Nostalgia. And then you can find me personally on Twitter at The Dave Dynasty, or to look me up on Facebook, I am there as well. So follow us on all those platforms. Of course, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, uh, just look up Nostalgic Dave Dynasty, I am there. All the podcast episodes are there, uh, as well as my other podcasts, listen to their screams, as well as a plethora of professional wrestling, Midwest professional wrestling, particularly the WWE as Detroit stuff, uh, all kinds of good stuff there on my uh, YouTube channel. So go look it up uh, again. I am under nostalgic Dave dynasty. Give us a subscription uh, there and uh, check out some of those videos. Uh, another great way that you can support me and support the show and support everything we do uh, and, and all the projects I have working on, I'm working on uh, the historical things, more digitizing of videos, uh, some writing projects I'm working on, uh, some research projects. But another way that you can really support me is to go buy some shirts at our shirt store. We're at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Dynasty. We have all kinds of cool t-shirts on there, uh, show logo shirts, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, check it out. I'm sure you'll find one you like. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Dynasty. And just remember, guys, as you are out there in the social media world uh, and in the real world and doing your thing, uh, whether it be professional wrestling or some other uh, passion that you have, uh, just make sure support what you like and just don't don't worry about the rest. Right. We don't don't get sucked into arguments. Uh, don't get sucked into uh, petty, toxic fights uh, online or in real life. Just support what you like. Watch what you like. Be proud of what you like uh, and enjoy that. There's room for all of us to have our interests, to have our likes and to enjoy those. So uh, don't get caught up in negativity uh, when it comes to pro wrestling or any other uh, area that you're passionate in at all. 
So that's it for this episode. We are back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, waiting for us and then hitching a ride back on uh, the Wrestling Nostalgia Express. Uh, We will be back with you in two weeks with another two episodes. But until then, be good, be safe, and keep on growing.